Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Want to start your own podcast and not know where to start? Well, Zencaster makes the process quick and painless. They provide crystal clear sound and gorgeous HD video. Not to mention there is no downloading required. Just click and start recording. What about when you need to record remotely like we do with our podcast? Well, we started this podcast by using Zoom and we quickly found out that Zoom isn't great when it comes to podcasting. This is where Zencaster comes to play its role. Zencaster is all about making your podcasting experience easy and with everything from local recording to automatic post-productions in the tool, you don't have to leave your browser to get the episode done. Start using Zencaster today for free and upgrade to the premium version whenever you're ready. There's no regular commitment and no hidden fees. If you go to Zencaster.com slash pricing and enter the promo Gen Zers to Rise Zero, you'll get 30% off your first three months. That's Z-E-N dot A-I slash Gen Zers to Rise Zero. It's time to share your story. This podcast is a Vasilis Scarly's production. Hello, everyone. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Vasilis. We run Changemaker Z, a student-run initiative that aims to empower, educate, and connect Gen Zers interested in entrepreneurship. We interview teenagers with impactful projects and create resources to help you change the world. If they can do it, so can you. On this podcast, we discuss the logistics of creating different types of projects with Gen Zers who have already done it. We will leave our social media and website information in the description. Welcome to another episode of the Genesis Rise podcast. Today is a special day since we're having a conversation type episode. We're talking with Tim Williams, the producer of the Thrivehood podcast. The Thrivehood podcast is a relevant life roadmap for boys and young men who want to thrive. And today we will discuss about toxic masculinity. Thanks. Thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Of course. And... You know, just to kind of get this conversation started a little bit, like when you think of toxic masculinity, what comes to mind? And this is open to anybody. Wow, that is a Pandora's box you just opened up there. <laughs> we could go in several different <laughs> directions. I would say, and, and I by no means am I a doctor or a psychologist or a sociologist. This is just a this is just a older gentleman that's raised some boys and. And I have so a lot of friends that have been involved in growing up and helping young men grow up. And I would say, when you're speaking in terms of that, we could go in a lot of di- different directions. But I would, I would say, I'll just sort of narrow it down to, to you know, which maybe take one chapter out of that big book of what toxic masculinity is. I would say that for for the longest time, and I would have to admit, for the longest time society, the media, movies, television, everything for uh, up until, you know, probably in the last 10 or 15 years, really focused on that it was truly all about the guy, you know, 
And if we zero in a little more, what I mean by that is we, we sort of, I think to some extent, put man in a position of just this authoritarian individual uh, over all beasts and all things, right? But I think what happened is that the masculinity part got to a point where it was driven into a man's thoughts that, well, if you're not strong enough and powerful enough and have enough authority, then you must be weak. Well, I think what happened is we took that as, well, then if I don't try to control everybody and everyone and everything, if I look even a little bit weak, if I ever get caught crying over something, if I you know, if I show emotions of any way, shape or form, if I show compassion or kindness or consideration, then how, then somehow all of a sudden there's a chink in my armor, if I can use a uh, medieval term. Now you've saw a part of me that you shouldn't have seen because I'm supposed to be strong and powerful and authoritative. Well, then as a result of that, right, then it, it bleeds over into how we treat people, right? So if, if, if I have been told and a society and my family and and Hollywood and everything else has told me that I'm supposed to be strong and courageous and powerful. I think what has happened is I think men in general, they, they mistook that for also having the ability to be compassionate and to be understanding and to actually, it's okay once in a while to cry. It's all right to have, let your emotion show a little bit. So I feel and that would probably be where I would go with that is to say, I I just feel like there's there was too much of that. Now, and maybe if I can go a little further with this. I uh, did a episode, uh, I think this was probably about a month ago. It was called The the uh, the Male Bashing Epidemic. And it's in- interesting you, you bring this up because I was talking at that point about if you if you watch especially uh, ads, uh, television ads from organizations and businesses and companies, movies and sitcoms, you always see the guy, he's fat, he's not smart, can't manage life on his own, he's got to have a girl there, a wife to show him how to how to buy a car or whatever, doesn't know, is clueless as to what's going on. And what's happened now in society is where I think back in the 40s and 50s, there was definitely a, a an idea that women had, could only stay home and make have babies and cook. And then when he comes home from a hard day's work, she puts the slippers on him and rubs his feet. And, and by the way, she's supposed to be in a dress and heels all day long. So there was this ridiculous concept back then. Well, now what's happened is that pen, pendulum has swung to where now... Well, I would have to agree. I think women were not put in the best position in life back then. Well, now the pendulum slung all the way where the only person is that's smart is the woman. The only person that knows anything is the woman. The person that has everything together is the woman. Well, that's not right either. Neither one of those are right. There needs to be a happy medium, right? Men and women right. are here to help each other, to encourage each other, to grow with each other, to to live life together. Whether you're married or just individuals, right? It's we're all in this together, right? Where this is a this is a unified movement of humanity. To I mean, I, I I'll, I'll say this and then then I'll I'll shut up because I know you got a lot more questions. I often tell my kids the goal here. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what 
education you have. I don't care what your background is. I don't care where, I don't care about any of that. We as, a, as humans, and I've told my kids this, your goal is to leave this world in a better place than you found it. And that's what we all should be striving for. That's what every one of us, the goal is, hey, I maybe in this small circle of influence that I have, I can make a little bit of a difference here. And then maybe I make a difference over here. And gosh, think about this, guys. If all of us had that mentality, can you imagine what kind of world we would be in right now? It would be, it would be a utopia, you know? So I know I was blabbing, and but uh, that was a great question. So I just wanted to share. No, and you touched on a lot more, th- like everything that, like and more that we're going to go deeper into in this discussion. But I am just going to throw out kind of like a textbook definition um, like and basically what you said, it's like the need to aggressively compete and dominate others and encompass the most problematic um, proclivities in men. Not going to know what proclivities means, but um, like one of the things that you were saying about the emotions and like people are only able to see like a little bit, like if you show even a little bit of emotion, then you're perceived as weak. And when I was reading up kind of on toxic masculinity, I was just like, there was a word that came up. It was like emotional prison. Men are put in emotional prison and it affects like every aspect of your life to the point where they actually, a lot of people end up living longer. Like toxic masculinity is actually causing you to have an unhealthier life. Um, Have you ever thought about positive masculinity? Like, can we consider that exists also the idea of positive masculinity since we are talking about the toxic masculinity? Um, to me, sounds like masculinity in and of itself is natural good and necessary for the survival and evolution of our species. But in the end of the day, when we add the word toxic in front of many things like toxic water, toxic air, then automatically we are changing the how people were going to adopt the idea. So then is the masculinity something that it's not good to exist right now according to like the definition of today's world toxic masculinity that was transformed to? What do you think, Tim? Well, I, I, I think like with most things, we we have a tendency we have a tendency as society, we all want to get on a bandwagon. Right, we all. Now, you, you two there. You're, you're obviously younger than I am, and you're in a, you're, you're growing up in a much different environment than I have and that I did. Um, but I, what I want to be careful of, I don't like, I, I, I just don't like tagging something. I, I don't, because then we feel like, well, gosh, if I'm not, if I'm not this and this, then I must be this. Like, like we have. To, society wants to put us in pigeonholes we we as humans we've got a pigeonhole you, to some extent you're you're finding where i fit in your both of your minds right now you're trying to figure out okay who is this guy and where do i f- i'm not saying it's right or wrong i'm just that's how our mind works so we i've got to put a label on you silius i have to put a label on you kennedy you've got to put a label on we got a label where lab, what does labels got to do with anything The goal and the objective, and I say this all the time in my podcast, literally, it's funny, I was just finishing up an episode, and I said this, 
whatever whatever you're doing, if it is not building you up to be the best version of yourself that you can be, then it's tearing you down. Because guys, we're not gonna we don't live linear. We don't that's not how life is. There are ups and there are downs. So when we're let me sort of get back on track of your question. So does toxic masculinity exist? Yeah. I think toxic toxic feminism exists. But that doesn't mean that I mm. that that we should label women that way or girls. I and does that mean that I want to put them in a in a category uh and tag them and label them and then and then we just put them over here somewhere or or I don't know maybe we do we do agree with that and we want to tag it and then we do want to jump on that bandwagon so I, I'm fearful of going down the road of labeling what I want to say is let's pull back if your if your desire is truly to be a a man of value a man of of an individual is what I said. If you are contributing to society in some way that is healthy, that is growing others, that is making an impact on society in, an, in a positive way, then then you are not a toxic man, <laughs> right? The, the, the things, and I would say that, I would say that when I was growing up, and I, as I've gotten older and found out about my father, my grandfather, and even my great-grandfather, uh, Kennedy, you read, you know, what t- toxic masculinity is definition. Back then, you weren't allowed to talk about your weaknesses, right? You even mentioned that, Kennedy. You're not allowed to talk that as man. We, you don't, don't let them see you weak, right? Don't let them see. Well, then what happened was while the men are, are showing the strength, they're beating their wives, they're, they're alcoholics, they're beating their children. They're, but society doesn't see or hear any of that. Well, why is that? Well, man, that's a taboo, right? We don't, as society, we're not, we're not even allowed to go down there and question what a man does. Well, now, right? That's the total opposite. This, and we can't, we can't, you know, do hardly anything without, you know, a, a news anchor showing up on our doorstep and saying, you know, uh, you need to be careful as a man because you. So, so I will say. Yes, I think it's good. I think man having to sort of get the spotlight shine on him a little bit, I think that's healthy. I think that was good. But let's not go overboard that when a when a man shows a little authority or strength or something like that, that we don't immediately want to go there and say, well, he's toxic. Well, you don't know that person. You haven't been around that person for 47 years, if that's how long they've lived. Uh, you don't know all the challenges that they've had to face in times where they stu- stu- uh, stu- stood up. Yeah, it's times that they stood up and they did the right thing. They they defended their family. They they came alongside their wife and, and helped her you know, do the things that we sort of don't know that men really still do, right? And uh, and take a thor- or take a responsibility. I think that's another big one too. I, I blab it enough. I don't know if I even answer your question, but just some thoughts. No, yeah, I think you did, and I'm glad you touched on kind of your past because I was because I know like I remember one time I was at camp and this guy like he got like kicked in the face and <laughs> literally one of the counselors was just like no stop crying just man up. So I, was, I don't know why that just stuck for me for some reason. I'm like it's okay. And this was a little boy, too. So it just goes to show that it starts when you're young. So would you say, I know you said, like, would you say you were, like, always told that narrative? And, like, when was the point that you decided to break out of that if you did? 
Yeah, I I don't think I don't think Kennedy that that really ever was. That's actually a really 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 good question for me. I've never had to. I've never had to really. That wasn't really an, an enormous challenge for me. I think maybe I'll answer it in a roundabout way. I had a. I had an okay upbringing. Um, was it the? Was my father the best that I? No, he wasn't. Was he? Was he a alcoholic and beat my wife? No, he, or my mom and no, he didn't do that either. He was probably just a middle of the road dad doing the best that he could, um, trying to raise me. And um, I remember, I remember that when I hit 19, I was getting ready to get packed up. I was moving to another state, taking a job, and this was finally my first time being out on my own. And I remember my dad shaking my hand, and he said, "Well, buddy, you're out on your own." What I didn't realize that what he meant by that was, I'm not really going to ever hear from him again. We're not really going to have any conversation. We're not going to communicate or talk. Wow. And it, it, I think that left in him. Now we did, I would go home for holidays and those sort of things. But my father, he was, uh, he, he was struggling in some of, some of his own demons on different levels, more relational than anything else. And I think as I got older, I realized that, but at the time I'm like, gosh, dad, why don't you, why don't you call me? You know, why don't you write me a letter back then it was letters and calling, you know? So to answer your question, when did I realize that maybe this isn't who I was? I think it took me a long time, Kennedy, to really finally get to a place where I'm like, I've, I've realized that I, I want to make, and I, I know this sounds like a broken record, I want to make this a better place than I left it. So I'm going to do that and instill that into my kids, my son and my daughter. I'm going to do everything that I can as much as possible to help them grow up into well-balanced individuals that are contributing to society, that are as well-balanced as they can be, still going to have challenges. Life doesn't wait for how old you are or whether you got it all together. Life's going to happen. That you can't, you can't change that. So my objective was, and especially for my son, is to grow him up to be very, very well-rounded. And if that means that in some cases you need to show authority, then by God you do it. And if there are some cases where you need to show incredible compassion to someone, then you do it. It's crazy that you said 19, because I'm 19. I just turned 19, January 29th, and I'm like 19. I'm not. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready to go off. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that Tim mentioned about the toxic feminism, and I would love to touch on it. Like we're living in the 21st century, and we're listening more and more often the phrase "the future is female." And we need to understand that this point of view is not anti-male, but instead it's a reminder that our society has moved on since the previous ages. But how can we avoid the misinterpretation of that idea? I don't... I don't know that we can avoid it, Silius. I think we're going to have to just sort of work through it. Um, you know, this you, could, you can really get into... You can really get into, you can get yourself into a really bad situation by talking about these things. And I, I sort of go back to this episode that I talked about mail bashing. I don't, I don't, I don't get, and I don't understand why we as a society, we just can't seem to find middle ground. We, we just always, it's either, it's an either or. 
Well, either the guy is horrible and the and the woman and the either male is horrible and female's great. Females are horrible and males are great. And I I don't know where that came from. I don't know I don't know why we have to think that life is like that. Um, because it's good God. If there's any ever if there's ever a time in society where right where there's division, <laughs> it's right now. I mean, right? There is so much animosity towards just all different types of groups. And what I'm not understanding about all of this is it's it's we we we're all in this together. I don't get how because you're different than me, it makes you more it makes you more or me less or me more or you less. Where'd that come from? I don't understand how we got here. So when I talk about toxic femininity, it's the same thing. And I'm going to be careful, but I'm going to say it. If if there are females out there that walk around that think that the female race is is uh, a higher race than any other, including male, I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. You know what? If I'm talking to a guy that thinks males are the most important, better than anybody else, including females, I'm sorry, buddy. You, you need to go home. You need to get away from me. Where's the common ground? Where is the... the you know, we're going to have those people that are outliers and on the fray, the weird and the unusual and the, you know, out of control. But I, be, I, I just believe in humanity. And I believe at the core of all that we are, we are wanting that. I, I really believe it. I think if you truly would sit down with a number of people and have and say, I want you to truly bear your heart and what you really think. I I could be wrong, but I would venture to say most people are going to say, you know what? <laughs> I just want to get along with society and with humans because, gosh darn it, it sure would make it a lot easier, <laughs> and it would be there would be more joy. I think there'd be more compassion. I think there'd be more kindness. I think there'd be more understanding, and I think we would get an awful lot more done to be quite to be frank about it. So. You know, it's again. It's not a one size fits all. It's it's. There's just um, there. There's regardless of whether you're a man or a woman. If you're taking, if you're taking your uh, your sex and using that as a as a power move, you're never going to win me over. At least you're not. I'm not going to be on your side. But you want to come to me and say, hey, let's work together. Let's be a part of this together. Let's move forward and evolving society in a positive way together, right? Keywords together. Come alongside. I don't want you in front of me and I don't want you in back of me. I want you next to me, right? I, you know, I think that's, I think a lot of people would be open to that idea and that concept. Yeah. It's so sad too, because you have women um, nowadays saying that I'm not a feminist. They don't want to call yourself, call themselves a feminist. A feminist because of how like radicalized it is or like or like how like some people you you know like you said are taking it there where it's like all women or whatever um but I I was thinking about this a lot and I think like when you're talking about where does it come from or why we all can't get along or whatever I feel like because people or like people get defensive and it's like, it's not when someone's like, oh, you said something inappropriate. It doesn't make you like a racist or like homophobic or something. It probably like it just makes you like what that thing was. 
what you did was like that's you're not your whole your whole person isn't that that's what I've been thinking about recently and also like like that doesn't make your whole thing so I feel like if people think oh that's my like you said about labels that's why people get defensive and you don't want to talk about it and I think that is a great note to end on today with our discussion um, with Tim just do the right thing as much as you can um and that will make the world a better place at the end of the day. So thank you guys so much for listening to our discussion. Um, we got a little bit into toxic masculinity uh, with Tim. And you can find Tim has his own podcast. What's the podcast name again? Thrivefoodpodcast.com. All right. So definitely make sure to check it out if you're interested in hearing more. Tim, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a great time to have you here and have your insights with us. Thank you, guys. I really enjoyed it. And I'm also doing a plug for what you guys are doing. Keep it going. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Until next time, don't forget to change the world. Bye. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. We had such a great time. Make sure to leave us a review. If you want more Changemakers content, you can follow us on Instagram at Gen Zers to Rise and on Facebook at Changemaker Z. Thank you.